0: And in this corner, weighing in at a set of blueberries, the standard low-fat Republican, grand old Republican, who refuses to fight the Democrats the way they fight us, Governor Goofball. And in this corner, weighing in at a set of Vidalia onions, the teller of truth, the slayer of Democrats, Well, welcome to the program, folks, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig. I am coming at you here on the really real deal. We always appreciate you folks being out there. And uh, we have a fantastic program lined up for you today. Uh, In our final segment, we're going to have Stephen Julian. And uh, many of you will remember that back when President Trump was uh, out in Phoenix, Arizona, that uh, Mr. Julian, uh, who is 100 years old in the Navy in World War II, uh, was brought down uh, to President Trump <laughs> by a couple of patriots. And, uh, and it was just a, a really, really uh, touching patriotic moment that really went viral. I think something like 5 million people uh, viewed that uh, event uh, via all these various internet um, platforms. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Julian's uh, son, Stephen, is a listener to The Really Real Deal out in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. And, uh, and so they wanted to have uh, Mr. Julian on the program. And you know something, folks? It is my privilege and pleasure uh, to have him on. So we're going to have him on in our final segment uh, to this program. Now, uh, I told you all, well, actually, I had been telling you all for several weeks about an event that we were going to have up in Chantilly, Virginia. And we did have that event, and it was very, very successful. And I'm going to tell you, folks, I have never seen such a diverse crowd of truly, truly patriotic, and I mean Christian Americans, okay? Now, the Democrats like to the claim they're the party of diversity, and, and they like to the claim that the Republican Party is just a party of people that are and Now, Check this out. Uh, All Republicans, according to them, they're old, they're all rich, they're male, and they're all white. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous if you really, really, really think about it. But one of the things that they do, uh, they, you know, and I was talking last week in the program about how uh, conquerors divide, but leaders unite. And so. What we do on our side, and certainly what I try to do as as your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, well actually let me say as your brother Craig, okay? (laughs) Because (laughs) you know, if you if you love the Lord, if you love this nation, if you love all that's good, right, pure, and holy, I'm your brother, okay, brother Craig. If you don't love these things, then then I'm the hatchet man. Okay, let me get this straight. (laughs) But anyway. These were some really strong Christians there. Uh, I mean, we talk about a a diversity of backgrounds, but a commonality of core beliefs. And so it really, really brings to mind uh, St. Paul's letter to the Galatians, uh, chapter 3, verse 28. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female for all are one in Christ Jesus. And what I saw in that at at that event and I was so uh proud and honored and privileged to be a participant uh in the event it was it, it was really our Christian brothers literally from around the world. People from Korea, people from China, there were Arabs, there were you know, native born Americans that were black, that were white, that were, you know, from background that you can imagine. But see, the thing about it is that we who conservatives, we are ever mindful of the words of St. Paul in his letter to the Galatians. And so what we look at is the last part for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And these people I am telling you, folks, there was one gentleman. Uh, he I, I wish I had remembered his name or had written it down. OK, I, I do have his card. I just don't have it with me. But uh, he was one of the speakers and he's from China. He was awesome. OK, well, actually, they were all awesome. OK, Julie Cho, who organized the event, she was awesome. I mean, it was really, really a truly great event. We had uh, President Trump's national Finance Chairman uh, Todd Ricketts, uh, the owner of the Chicago Cubs, keynote speaker. I mean, the entire event was a really, truly great event. And it just and we really we need to have more events like that. We who are members of the Christian conservative constitutional capitalistic coalition. And I can tell you that the people there they really, you know, number one is that their love of Jesus Christ, their love of Christian faith, that was quite evident. Okay, and that many of them they declare that they are Christians first, and it was just it was beautiful to see that and hear that and to hear it in in broken English. Okay, from people that okay English is not their native language, and so they they're struggling to communicate. But they're commun They're not struggling. They're, they're they're communicating loud and clear that they're saying, first and foremost, I am a Christian. Secondly, I am an American. OK. And the gentleman from China put it really, real blunt. He said, I am not a hyphenated Chinese American. He said, I am an American. And he's, he And then he later said, now, I happen to be from China. But I mean, it was just beautiful to see, you know, and so what we get on the uh, opposite side, all, all of the division is it's it, they're trying to give people reasons to hate. Okay? What this event that we had in Chantilly, Virginia, were reasons to love. OK, we were discussing what we have in common. We were not there to discuss what we have that makes us different. OK. And so, you know, people, were they, they were talking about you know, education keeping taxes low, keeping the business environment friendly, keeping the borders safe. I mean, you talk here you have people that uh, for the most part were immigrants to this nation, but love President Trump and are fully 100 percent in favor of his immigration program. Okay, that people should come legally, that this nation should be kept safe, should be kept strong because they recognize that their future is tied up into the future of America. And so if America's economy is strong, if the health is strong, if the spiritual life of the nation is strong, if they recognize if all these things are strong and this makes for a strong nation, that makes for a strong society at every level, on the national level, the state level, the locality level, the community level. And it goes on down to the individual family and the individual person. And so- These, these are, I mean, I just, I really did love it. As a matter of fact, I loved it so much. I've agreed to be a part of the next program that they're going to have down in North Carolina in April. And so when the, uh, when I get more details about exactly when in April and where I'll be certain to uh, let you all know, but it, it really, really, uh, was a great, a great program. Now, speaking of keeping America strong. Okay. And, and, and here you have people that, you know, they, there were no uh, poverty pimps. You know, there was no Chinese poverty pimp. There was no Korean poverty pimp. OK, there was no Pakistani poverty pimp. So there was no one at the meeting telling people, oh, you need to hate Republicans. You need to hate Christians. You need to hate white people. You need to hate Trump. OK, because why? Because they hate you. Of course, we don't hate anyone. We we hate evil. We don't hate individuals. We don't hate uh, large swaths of particular people. We hate evil. And it doesn't matter where the evil comes from. We hate evil. OK. And so what what you have is you have a situation where. If you look in the Word of God in the book of Nehemiah, which I think I shared with you all last week that my Bible study, uh, one of my Bible study groups, we're currently studying the book of Nehemiah. And, of course, you who are, who are longtime listeners to this program, you know my love of the book of Nehemiah, and I talk about it all the time. And uh, and so this has given me uh, an opportunity to uh, discuss Nehemiah even more uh, you know, now that it's one of the topics of study and it's a topic of discussion among, uh, you know, 50 or so uh, good, solid, strong Christian uh, brothers. And so but anyway, look, I'm, I'm looking at the clock here and uh, well, I, I've got about another minute. Let me go ahead and uh, get a few of these uh, points in about Nehemiah and about how the people from all these different parts of the world how they love America, and they want America to be kept strong, even to embracing President Trump's immigration policy, okay? And so what we have with um, Nehemiah, of course, you know, the main thing is the rebuilding of the wall, repairing the breaches in the wall. And so what we're going to do on the other side of the break is we're going to break this down and make this applicable to everyday life, and we're gonna discuss the wall in two ways, physically and spiritually. And we're gonna take our first break right now. We will be right back, folks. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia, Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army, military groups like Special Operations, Wounded Warriors, Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance, and there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here
1: Attention, tradesmen. Since 2009, CodeUpdateForYou.com has provided continuing ed courses to renew your fuel, gas, plumbing, electrical, or HVAC car. CodeUpdateForYou.com aims for simplicity from sign-up to course completion and sends in your results for you. With CodeUpdateForYou.com, you can complete your course from your home or work computer 24-7 at your own pace, experience great customer service, and get your required CEU credits by going to CodeUpdate. Number four, LetterU.com.
0: Listen, folks, I want to really, really thank everyone that has uh, been so kind to us here as we have expanded our radio reach with our radio program, The Really Real Deal, with Brother Craig the Hatchet Man. This radio broadcast, The Really Real Deal, is the prime communication arm of the First Amendment, Inc., which I'm founder and president of. And the First Amendment is so important to the success, the continued success of this republic. From the bottom of my heart, I really, really want to say thank you. And I want to invite you all to please visit our website, TheReallyRealDeal.com. Please visit my YouTube channel, Brother Craig the Hatchet Man. And please remember us in your giving to help save this republic for the next generation, our children and our grandchildren. And if you ever need a speaker, please consider inviting Brother Craig the Hatchet Man to be the speaker at your next event. God bless you. Welcome back to the program, folks, your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming right back at you here. And yeah, as promised, folks, we're going to get right back into uh, a discussion of Nehemiah and how this applies to life uh, right here and now and today. Okay, and it's a you know, it's a powerful testimony of things that occurred, uh, you know, back in Jerusalem. The uh, you know, the Jews had been dispersed and a few had made their way back to Jerusalem and. The, uh, the walls uh, of protection around them, you know, the stones had been overturned, the gates had been burned, and it was uh, put on Nehemiah's heart, even though he had never, ever seen Jerusalem. But his, his love of his home, okay, and that made him a patriot, okay, a, a lover of God and a lover of the home that God had given his people, even though him personally, you know, he had not lived there. Okay. And so what you had was you had a situation where there are people that made mockery of his love of his homeland and wanting to do something about it being in disrepair and the people there, his countrymen being unprotected. He wanted to do something about that, he didn't want to talk about it. He didn't want to philosophize about it. He didn't want to tweet about it. He wanted to do something about it. And so he launched a plan to do so. Okay, starting with, you know, he was cupbearer to the king. Pretty important uh, job in those days. And so the first thing he did was secure the blessing of the king to give him uh, permission to go, give him safe passage through uh, various territories, give him financing to get it done. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a it's a study in effective leadership, effective planning, you know, which started in his heart. OK, his heart was grieved and he wanted to do something about it. So he did it. OK. Now, how many stop right there and think of our own lives and our own nation? How many of us recognize the many, many places in the United States of America this day, our homeland, OK, a land that who gave to us? God gave to us. How many of us recognize the many, many breaches in the walls around this nation? Now, and we're talking physical and spiritual breaches, okay? Now, how many of us are wanting to do something about that? Or how, you know, do we just complain about, oh, well, somebody ought to do something about so-and-so. Well, somebody, maybe that somebody is you. Maybe that somebody is me. Maybe together we can do something about it. You have the coronavirus now. You have illegals coming here with many other diseases. You have homeless camps, particularly in California, where diseases are showing up that we as a nation had conquered. I mean, you have doctors that have never seen some of these diseases. They've been conquered so long ago. People living in close quarters and in filth in, in the manner in which many people in third world nations live. You have terrorists. You know, there was even a case where three Chinese nationals who had been infected had been apprehended trying to cross the southern border. Okay? And so there's a physical need for a physical wall around this nation. But there's also a spiritual wall that has been being breached for many, many years, folks, okay? Family, public expressions of faith like prayer. I mean, even at a football game, when I grew up playing football in Charles City County, Virginia, we always prayed before and after the game, whether it was football, basketball, track, whatever, win, lose, or draw. We came together, uh, hands together in a huddle, and we said the Lord's Prayer. Okay, and that that's a big that's a big deal now. The atheist can't just be content to not believe in God. He wants to make sure that we don't have public expressions so that the love of God can be transferred unto the next generation. And that's what it's all about. It's not they're not offended. These demonic people, they're after our children. And so prayer is a wall of protection around society particularly around our children okay so they want to breach that wall and they they have successfully breached that wall and so what we are attempting to do is to be like Nehemiah repair the breaches in the wall and so you have children Grandchildren, they need to be taught. They need to see it in the home. When they leave the home, they need to see it in the school that they're sent to, for a sporting event. See it at the sporting event. Then they really they need to see it everywhere. This is how your society survives intact. Okay, by teaching and again. Word of God, teach your children upon their waking, upon their going, upon their rising, upon their setting, upon their going to, and upon their coming from, okay? That's the word of God, and that is a command from God. And this is how, when we lay down and close our eyes for the final time, we can close them, rest assured that our children, that our grandchildren, that our great-grandchildren will be men and women of God, okay? Now, in 1962, prayer got kicked out of public schools. And so that was the first stone of of, of the wall, tumbling down, okay? And so ever since then, it's just gotten worse and worse and worse to the point where folks don't even want you to have a— at Christmas season, in the Christmas season, they want you to call it happy holidays, okay? And you cannot have a depiction of the nativity on anything that's public, in spite of the gr- fact that the public grounds that it's public is predominantly Christians. This is still a Christian nation. And I know there are many atheists and uh, people of other faiths that are in key positions, but they do not dominate. They do not dominate. Now, in the, in the, how am I going to say this? In the amount of energy that they expend to drive Christian faith from the public square, it may appear that they dominate. But numerically, they do not dominate. Numerically, we dominate. It's just that we're sitting on our rear ends. We're sitting on our rear ends. And I found it interesting that, in chapter 3 of the book of Nehemiah, the priests were the first that were mentioned that they uh, actually built on the wall the play. And so, so that's saying, I mean, the preachers out here, now I don't want to start calling folk Reverend Chickenfoot. You know I'm famous for that. But, <laughs> I mean, if the shoe fits, folk have to wear the shoe, don't they? I mean, think about it. Okay, many preachers preach the same 20 or 30 sermons year after year after year. OK, they just go in a rotation. And whatever they consider to be uh, potentially controversial, they stay away from. OK. And this 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 nonsensical idea and this reason why the spiritual walls around this nation are in such disrepair. I mean, all up and even the idea of male and female created he them. That wall is in disrepair. Okay, where you're preparing boys to be men, you're preparing girls to be women. Even that block in the wall, how basic a block is that? Even that has been attacked. And yet and still, preacher after preacher after preacher. Refuse. refuse and I don't know if the pre, if it's the preachers or if it's the... um. These these uh, boards of elders, I don't know what it is, but I know for an absolute fact it is a serious problem in these United States of America. You see what happened to you. It was a problem in Europe for the past 50 or 60 years. And look at them now. You can stick a fork in most places in Europe. Europe, they're done. I got back from London not too long ago and you can call it Londonistan. You can stick a fork in it. London is cooked, okay? We in the United States of America are not far behind them. These spiritual walls, they need to be repaired. We need more Nehemiahs, okay? And we need to understand that there's going to be opposition. And so, and the word of God tells us such And so what Nehemiah had to do was make sure that all the workmen in one hand, they had a tool with which to do their work. But in the other hand, they had a weapon. And you see my Christian brothers and sisters, they don't like to hear that kind of talk. Oh, weapon. You're talking about fighting hatchet, man. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking about fighting. Okay. Do you love your grandchildren? I love mine. As a matter of fact, I love your grandchildren. And if you had to judge by the amount of activity that many Christians engage in to protect the spiritual walls of this nation around their grandchildren, if you had to just judge by that, I love their grandchildren more than they love their grandchildren. And that is a shame. That is a shame. The TV, the movies, the stories that are told. All of these are ways in which we remind the next generation that you do not own yourself. There is a God in heaven that created you and has rights over you, and you have to act accordingly. We're going to take our second break of the day, folks, and we will be right back a man and his microphone brother craig hello virginia brother craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that god has blessed you with if this great nation is going to be saved then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army, military groups like Special Operations, Wounded Warriors, Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance, and there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here Listen, folks, I want to really, really thank everyone that has uh, been so kind to us here as we have expanded our radio reach with our radio program, The Really Real Deal, with Brother Craig the Hatchet Man. This radio broadcast, The Really Real Deal, is the prime communication arm of the First Amendment, Inc., which I'm founder and president of. And the First Amendment is so important to the success, the continued success of this republic. From the bottom of my heart, I really, really, I want to say thank you, and I want to invite you all to please visit our website, TheReallyRealDeal.com. Please visit my YouTube channel, uh, Brother Craig the Hatchet Man, and please remember us in your giving to help save this republic for the next generation, our children and our grandchildren. And if you ever need a speaker, please consider inviting Brother Craig the Hatchet Man to be the speaker at your next event. God bless you. Welcome back to the program, folks. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming right back at you here. And I do want to remind you folks that we are really, really in a uh, I would actually call it a crisis mode as far as fundraising goes uh, many of you know that uh, these are our final two weeks of broadcasting in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, the, um, the, the the financial structure of the way things work uh, is such that the radio fees have to be paid. And uh, there, there are many, many other costs associated with uh, doing the radio broadcasts uh, and just running the First Amendment, Inc. Uh, in general. But the number one expense uh, is radio fees. And uh, and it's, it's, it's with great sadness that I announced that uh, we, we're, we're broadcasting. You're listening today in Phoenix. And next week in Phoenix, will be, uh, you know, barring something. Okay, I, I would love to stay in Phoenix. But, but barring, and, and look, we don't want to act like miracles don't happen. Okay, uh, but you, you never know the future maybe we'll be back there uh but for right now we're going to have to uh cease broadcasting in Phoenix Arizona we will continue at our flagship station uh at uh WRVA 1140 am uh the 50,000 watt voice of Virginia uh we will also continue to broadcast at WLVA the uh the voice of Lynchburg uh, up near Liberty University a truly truly uh great Christian university uh but Listen folks, I would encourage you to go to our website the reallyrealdeal.com dot com. and if you if you are a donor, I would ask you to please donate again if you have been. And if you have not yet been a donor, uh, we would ask you to please consider uh, becoming a donor. And uh, for any listener out there that is that is not yet a giver anywhere, I would really, really encourage you to become a giver, okay? Many people in this country that, that tithe a 10%, a tithe means a tenth, that take, actually take 10% of their income and give that uh, sacrificially to the Lord. Uh, there are many people that do it. There are many that do it in excess of 10%, okay? And these, these are givers. These are givers. And so I think typically that the person that gives to uh, our radio ministry are already givers. Uh, They're already in the giving habit. And uh, for you who may not yet be in the giving habit, I'm going to pray that the Lord would touch your heart and cause you to get into the habit of being a giver. And when I say being a giver, I don't mean Here For you who listen to our giving ad, we talk about a lot of people other than us that are doing the Lord's work because I recognize in all humility that I am not the only watchman on the wall uh, over this society. Uh, I I, I do take my role seriously as a watchman on the wall, but I'm just one among many. And so there are many, many worthy uh, organizations out here uh, doing the Lord's work. But just like we cannot do it without help from people like you, uh, nor can they. Okay? And so please consider becoming a giver. And in your giving, in your giving, please consider allowing some of that giving to come to us here at the First Amendment Inc. Okay? Those of you who prefer to send an old fashioned check in the mail, The address is 8659 Staples Mill Road, Richmond, Virginia, 23228. 8659 Staples Mill Road, Richmond, Virginia, 23228. And again, you make your check out to The First Amendment, Inc. And uh, with that, we're going to get back on uh, to the program here and, um, You know, I was just finishing up. I I think I pretty much said all I want to say right now on uh, on Nehemiah, uh, except, you know, I would like to add this. And and I'm going to finish this up with the words of uh, our big brother, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in in the book of John, uh, chapter eight, verse 44. And but, you know, we have. We, we've discussed mostly the spiritual walls around this nation, the, the, the breaches, you know, the educational system, Hollywood, uh, more and more the news media. But you see, the enemy, they, they have weaponized everything. And so now we have a situation where th- there's a, a, a virus uh, going around the planet, mainly in China. Okay, mainly in China. But so you have a need, and, and Trump was smart to stop travel coming here from China very early on. The Democrats howled about it. Why did the Democrats complain about that? They wanted infected people to come here. Yes, they are that evil, folks. Yes, they are. They wanted it. And so what they've done is they've weaponized the information and the virus is, is a potential weapon. So that this is double. This is physical and spiritual. I mean that's that's really that's something to think about, okay? Because they weaponize everything, folks. These people are liars from the very pit of hell, and they drive people to unreasonable types of hatred. And we're going to get into that uh, very shortly here in uh, Second Thessalonians um, chapter two. But for right now, look at how the Democrats they've weaponized. And just think about recent history. They weaponized sickness. They weaponized Hurricane Katrina. They weaponized fake impeachment. Trump makes a phone call to enforce a law that is his responsibility to enforce. They weaponized that and actually impeach the man for doing his job. It's his job to root out evil. So what? The, 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 the joker that's the criminal is running for President Joe Biden. So what? So if Joe Biden was to shoot a man, the president can't prosecute him for murder because why? That's his political opponent. It's it's ridiculous. They weaponize everything. These people are liars. And I need more preachers willing to say this. And I'm going to quote to you Jesus Christ. For those of you who say, oh, no, brother Craig, I'm not going to bring politics into my pulpit. Politics is in your pulpit already. Jesus spoke to the leadership in his day, ye are of your father the devil. In the lusts of your father ye shall do. He was a liar from the beginning and abode not in truth. So when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh his own, for he is the father of lies. Okay? Now that doesn't sound to me like Jesus was saying, You my my very well-meaning friend across the aisle. I know you Sanhedrin, and I know you guys, I know you mean well. You just got it wrong. You just don't understand. No, Jesus said, ye are of your father, the devil. Of your father, the devil. That's Jesus. If Jesus can say it, you can say it, Reverend Chickenfoot. If Jesus can say it, I can say it. We cannot only speak the kinder and gentler. There are two sides to God's nature. We must use the whole counsel of God, not that portion that's easier to say. Okay. And so we, what we, what we want to do now is, um, and I've got just a few minutes before we get to the next break, but we want to talk a little bit about this election and the Democrats electing Bernie Sanders to go up against Donald Trump and the Democrat Party, the, the officials of the party, not wanting Bernie to get uh, nominated to go up against Trump. Why is that? Let's do an analysis of this. OK, now, the first thing we're going to do in our we're going to go to the word of God. OK. OK. Second Thessalonians chapter two. Um, here we got, and for the verse starting with verse eleven. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Okay, strong delusion. So here you have Bernie Sanders an admitted socialist communist, he had in the former Soviet Union, not Russia after the fall of the Soviet Union, while the Soviet Union was the Soviet Union, a openly and declared communist nation. They're still communists, but they're just lying now. But before the lie, Bernie Sanders went there. Bernie Sanders loves Fidel Castro. He loves the Soviet system. He is an atheist. He's on record attacking a Christian right there in the the chambers of Congress. This is on the record. This is not something hidden. And so I say, and again, Jesus said they are of the level that they are liars. They are liars. And so I say this, and then we're going to take our final break of the day. The only reason That the official Democrat Party does not want Bernie Sanders to represent the party is that Bernie Sanders is the only open and honest communist in a party that is full of communists. The rest of the party simply knows that they have to continue to lie to you. The Communist Party is a party of atheists. The Democrat Party is a party of atheists. If you are a Christian and a Democrat, I encourage you to do more research. You might want to put a little bit of distance between you and a party full of atheists. We're going to take our final break of the day. And when we come back, we're going to have Irvin Julian, the 100-year-old World War II veteran who was at the Trump rally in Phoenix, Arizona. A man and his microphone, Brother Craig. Hello, Virginia. Brother Craig here with a little message about giving out of the abundance that God has blessed you with. If this great nation is going to be saved, then we in the Christian Conservative Constitutional Coalition have to be in the vanguard. There are so many brave and God-fearing groups and individuals engaged in the battle of this rendezvous with destiny. There are social welfare groups like the Salvation Army, military groups like Special Operations, Wounded Warriors, Christian groups like the Virginia Christian Alliance, and there's also churches and others, many, many very worthy groups out here doing the Lord's work. So we support not only our own group, thefirstamendmentinc.com, which keeps us on the air. But the main thing for you, the listener, is to give. Give somewhere, give generously, and give often. And give in the measure that God has
1: given to you. Thank you, Virginia. Attention, tradesmen. Since 2009, CodeUpdateForYou.com has provided continuing ed courses to renew your fuel, gas, plumbing, electrical, or HVAC card. CodeUpdateForYou.com aims for simplicity from sign-up to course completion and sends in your results for you. With CodeUpdateForYou.com, you can complete your course from your home or work computer 24-7 at your own pace, experience great customer service, and get your required CEU credits by going to CodeUpdate. Number four, letteru.com.
0: Listen, folks, I want to really, really think everyone that has uh, been so kind to us here as we have expanded our radio reach with our radio program, The Really Real Deal with Brother Craig the Hatchet Man. This radio broadcast, The Really Real Deal, is the prime communication arm of the First Amendment Inc., which I'm founder and president of. And the First Amendment is so important to the success, the continued success of this republic. From the bottom of my heart, I really, really want to say thank you. And I want to invite you all to please visit our website, thereallyrealdeal.com. Please visit my YouTube channel, uh, Brother Craig the Hatchet Man. And please remember us in your giving to help save this republic for the next generation, our children and our grandchildren. And if you ever need a speaker, please consider inviting Brother Craig the Hatchet Man to be the speaker at your next event. God bless you. You can
2: run on for a long time, run on for a long time,
0: run on for a long time. Yes. Welcome back to the program, folks. We have Stephen Julian with us. Uh, Stephen is the son of Julian, the 100-year-old uh, a veteran of World War II that was honored by President Trump when the president was out in Phoenix, Arizona recently. How you doing there, Stephen?
2: Fantastic!
0: Great, great. How's your father doing?
2: Uh, he's getting better. He was a little, a uh, little tired. Um, I mean, after the rally, we got hit with the local media, and then the next morning, I had to get up, get him up at F- two o'clock in the morning to go do a uh, live. Uh, News shoot uh, for Fox News at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, because that was Eastern time.
0: Yeah, Trump was right. He's the biggest celebrity in the country right now.
2: Yes, <laughs> I was getting phone calls from everybody that knew me and telling me they, you know, and media and everything. It was it was unbelievable.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. That's great. I'm I'm so happy uh, for him and for you. Uh, by the way, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Now, listen, this gentleman is about five weeks older than my grandmother. My grandmother was born in 1919. She turned 100 in November, November 5th, and your dad turned 100 October 1st. I mean, that's like a little over uh, one month apart, uh, their birthdays. And, uh, you know, I'm so blessed and happy to have my grandmother, my sweet grandmother, still with us. And uh, and your dad now, what's what's his health like uh, to be a hundred? What's his regimen been like to become a centurion? Not many folks get to do that.
2: Well, he's got you no. Know, he's got uh, health-wise, he's phenomenal. He's great. Um, he's uh, he has uh, dementia, but uh, overall, he knows what's going on. I mean, to this day, he still knows his account number.
0: Well, then he only has the beginning dementia. He still got a uh, right. he still got a lot that he's holding on to. That is great. That's right. Yeah, that is great. And I understand he was in the Naval Air Corps in Corpus Christi, Texas.
2: That's right. and he, fortunately, uh, a few years back, he was friends of theirs uh, had a daughter that was able to get him on the base. He kind of knew uh, where the barracks were, but it has all changed and everything, but he was fortunate to be able to go back to the old base, uh, in his lifetime too.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's great. And you know, the, uh, the Democrat party, they all, they, they have no actual reason for any Democrat to vote Democrat. There's no real reason, particularly for middle America. Now there's plenty of reasons for those that, um, work in the swamp or their government employees. There's, You know, are they a government contractor? In other words, they're feeding at the trough. There's plenty of reason for
2: The one thing I wanted to uh, get out there, the Democrats, we got hit on the Twitter uh, that we had tweeted out about the um, video that we were uh, plants and this was all staged and Mm -hmm. I just want to clarify that. Truthfully, if you look at it, it was an act of God. I mean, it was meant to be. I mean, nothing was planned. It was just one thing after another. From the from the guys being there to carry my dad down to his seat, to Kerry Lake, our anchor of Fox Ten, taking that video and tweeting it out, all the way to where Junior tweeted it out. The president's flying in. He sees what's going on. He retweeted it two days afterwards. I found out yesterday that Ivanka tweeted it out. It was just one thing after another, and I could totally see how they thought we were staged, but it, it, we weren't. It, was, it yeah. was unbelievable what happened.
0: But see, that's my point. My point is that the Democrats have no solid reasons. I mean, what are they going to say? We want the Democrats to cure the Trump economy. I mean, what are what are they? They have no real reasons, so they come up with uh, things like Republicans hate old people. Remember how they had this thing where um, the speaker of the Republican speaker of the house that they made a little cartoon. He was pushing granny over the cliff in her wheelchair. Remember that a few years ago? Yeah. See, this is, this is what they do. They say, okay, Republicans, you hate old people. You hate children. You hate women. You hate Brown people. You hate black people. You hate, you know, clean air. You hate clean water. And there's a segment of the population that are susceptible to that. And I just got through talking about Second Thessalonians, the strong delusion that God sends to people that don't believe in truth.
2: Witness, I was part of that uh, day before yesterday. I've got it. The Trump campaign gave me an official Trump campaign hat to keep America uh, uh, great. And uh, so I ha- I wear it every day, probably wear it every day because I have a story of why I'm wearing it. And I was in my doctor's office two days ago and I had a guy come in and looked at me and said, I needed to vote for uh, Bloomberg. And I'm like, why? And he started in It was even called the A word. Right in front of a whole packed house there. Mm-hmm. I said, Why would I vote for Bloomberg when I just, my father just got honored by the President of the United States and he's great? And then after that, he proceeded to go over to another couple um, that was a, uh, and he says they, he hates Mexicans, he hates blacks. Those people turned around and said, you know, There's a
0: place you can discuss whatever you want, but then it's not in the doctor's office. <laughs> it's <was> incredible. <laughs> I just went through there, you know? Yeah, but that's that's the only playbook that they have is to play the hate card, okay? And, and so they, they, cannot, they have no proof of why they love any of these different groups. They, they cynically use these people, and as a matter of fact, every place in the United States of America that's 100% run by Democrats, if there's not enough Republicans around to put in a stop or a check on their power to make policy that the citizens have to live under, What do you have? You know, you have people defecating in the street, drug needles in the street. The schools are terrible. The crime is off the hook. Educational attainment is low. I mean, there's not one single place where you do a bunch of rich, multimillionaire Democrats with rulership over a bunch of poor, angry, ignorant, you know, Democrats at the bottom who are spoon fed hate. And they tell them the other thing they
2: don't do as much as the Republicans do. They do not support the military as strong as the Republicans do and nearly as strong as Trump does. Trump loves the military. And just what happened at his rally just shows and proves it.
0: This is this is this is so true. And, you know, and that's been a thing uh, over the years with the Democrat Party. And now, they they would like to say that they love uh, whether it's the military or women or whatever. Did you know, Stephen, and I I wish I could get other newscasters to cite this statistic. I think I'm the only guy that cites it with regularity that. OK, they say, all right, Republicans among the all the many groups that we allegedly we hate. One of the groups we hate is women. Did you know that? Republican men are far, far more likely to marry the women who are the mothers of their children than are Democrat men. Far, It's not even right. close. It's, so how is it that we hate women? And I, I understand of, in speaking with you earlier that your dad and your mom have been married. Tell the folks how many years.
2: 71 years. And if you saw the way my dad says goodbye to my mother every night, it would would, would amaze you. I mean, he makes sure she's tucked in and everything and he tells her how much he loves her. And they've been together for 71 years. And it's a combination of, you know, my mother helped keep him alive this long and vice versa. I mean, it's just, they're the perfect marriage. It's
0: unbelievable. Yeah, well, that's really, really beautiful, and that's a that's a good, strong note to close the program out on, brother. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, I just wish we could get more men of God to speak uh, a, a powerful truth to these situations and not let them go unanswered, and 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 have uh, people to say that we who are members of the Christian conservative constitutional coalition that somehow we're mean and we are evil. You know, we are people that we not only love God, we love our fellow man and we love our country. And I'm going to give you the final word here in, uh, in, in 30 seconds, brother.
2: Um, All I want to say is God bless uh, our president in America and want to thank him for everything he's done. And please, Pay attention and vote
0: for him. All right. And with that, I want to send this prayer out to our audience as always, that the Lord would bless you and keep you, that the Lord would make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you, and that the Lord will lift his countenance up upon you and give you peace. God bless you out there, folks, each and every one under the sound of my voice. And I'm going to see you right here, folks, next week. Same hatchet time. Same hatchet station.